Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. Hello, 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 and thank you so much for tuning in. I am so pleased to introduce this one-of-a-kind artist, master photographer, and man of service, my friend Mr. James Jin. We begin our conversation by reflecting on the cloudy, rainy day, how to push through, and ultimately focus on what he describes as the continuous cycle of generosity. James is incredibly inspiring. He has developed The Process, a curated photography session acting as a safe environment for artists, especially dancers, to find the courage within themselves to embrace their insecurities and reveal who they truly are. James shares his ideas on the motivation of fear, the power of consistency, and his passion for what is real. He hopes people can see the value they have within themselves as they are right now. Graciously sharing his experience of the ongoing horrific acts against the Asian community, James reveals, as he often encourages his clients to, the strength within. Enjoy. Oh, um, yeah, there he is. Yeah, did you hear it? Did you hear the, the sounds? <laughs> I Hello. do. We've just entered a, an episode of ASMR. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, there it is. You're going to have better audio quality than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad we made it. I'm glad we're here. Yeah, wow. It's so funny. I, I, I don't even remember what that sort of talk that you were at that Kristen brought me to. Do you remember that? It was, it was over maybe two years ago at this two point. Years ago. Yeah. And I was just like, this guy is maybe one of my soulmates. <laughs> it was just like the way that you were speaking and, and just like with such eloquence and like intelligence and just like heart that I was like, I think uh, I need to like know this guy, but like, wh- how do you know? What am I? What do I do next? And then, oh my gosh, when the chance came to to have you take some pictures for us for our wedding, I think it was just like a continuation of destiny. And I just really want to start this out by saying thank you for taking your time right now and and giving me some of your heart and your energy because I know you're a very busy man and. Um, I know that you got, you know, you, you spread the love around quite a lot. I I just like, I'm so fucking excited for this right now. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, um, I, yeah, I thank you for your kind words. And I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what I said at that, uh, at the thing, but I hope, (laughs) you know, I hope I had uh, inspired. You You did, man. You did. Someone who was there. (laughs) You definitely did. We're going to get into it. I can't wait. But um, how's your day so far, man? What what you been up to? It's kind of rainy out today. Yeah. um, I I didn't expect the rain, actually, because I I usually don't look at the the weather forecast until, like, I have to run. Then I'm like, okay, well, let's see if it's going to rain when I'm running. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and... I didn't expect the rain, and I didn't expect today to be as as gloomy and in my personal day as well. So, yeah, I think I think there was a little bit of cloud leading up to today, and yes. then it's like, oh yeah, no, it's definitely raining. Yes, absolutely. Um, metaphorically absolutely. speaking, and in, in my personal yeah, most day. definitely. I think it's uh, pretty interesting, maybe that this conversation fell on on just sort of in the midst of of everything that's happening in the world right now, and. 
in an adjacent way, I'll say I, I also woke up in a very cloudy sort of state, and and I, I do think our mood in a way is is tied to the weather and in some way, but but yeah, it just felt I've been feeling really heavy the last couple of days, um, and I, I can only imagine you as well. And how do you how do you you still got shit to do? You know what I mean? Like you you still you still have and 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 especially in your line of work where you're you know trying to give yourself to open people up and feel comfortable and feel vulnerable and feel okay with that. How how do you still supply that energy even in days you know even on days like today? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's that's really hard, right? As an as an artist, as a professional, how do you show up when you don't feel like showing up? Yeah, right? when you feel like you can't. And yeah, but I think the more you do it, the more the easier it becomes. Yeah, right. So like yesterday, I had a session, and it was a great you know photography session or the process session, and going into it I wasn't necessarily feeling 100% but you like have to bring bring 100% to to your clients so yeah. and I think I didn't have to think too much about it because the things that I do are very like ingrained in my self now okay so during that time it, it's almost like you just don't worry about anything else and you're just focusing solely on the work yeah, and that, I, that sometimes I think can be a benefit because, you know, otherwise your mind is wandering, otherwise you're thinking about so much other stuff and, and, and those thoughts are sort of plaguing you in a way and, and bringing you down and that way with your process, you know, you get to just focus on one thing and, and you do that one thing so well that, that the rest, it's, it's like an escape, you know, I, I think of it like when I'm on stage, like the only thing that matters is what's happening on stage and everything else is just it's it's the greatest release i think that that's i mean how has work been for you sort of because of the pandemic i know for me i feel like a lot a lot of the pieces that are missing within me are just that i haven't been able to go on stage and separate and and break that and release and like so for you sort of how once the pandemic hit and now that we're a year into it like how has the work sort of changed yeah so right before the pandemic hit I was kind of doing what what I'm doing now right doing indoor sessions uh, Mm -hmm. in my apartment probably about yeah about same number like 10 ish a month amazing yeah and then once everything shut down I didn't do it like the indoor sessions for until September Mm -hmm. I think that's when I started back up but yeah uh, once everything shut down then you have all this time to and it's kind of nice in the beginning right Absolutely. You're like, okay, cool. Like, what can I do? And then there comes a point where it starts to feel like, oh, yeah, I need to do something. Right. So, yeah, I started doing some virtual sessions during that time. And then once the, the sort of novelty of that, you know, wears off after a while, and then you move on to something else. And yeah, I mean, I think I was just kind of searching for different different ways to fill my creative urges and I think something that I've learned during this time is that it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be in the same format like the way you share your art doesn't have to be in photography for me right so I feel like what I try to do is help people find courage within within themselves right see the value within and 
I can do that in different ways, right? Through virtually and through group sessions with people. Yes. And yeah, so it's been kind of interesting to think about that. Like, how, okay, like if I can't take photos, then what can I do to make that happen? Yes, yes. It's It almost forced you and, and me as well to, to really return to like the reason why you're doing what you're doing. <sighs> Right. And and I I for sure upon reflection have realized that I I kind of lost exactly why it is that I'm doing this and and I think I got so caught up in just trying to book jobs or trying to get ahead or just better myself and stuff all sort of valuable assets to the toolkit but like I think it's really important to return to the, just that simple phrase of like you want to help people find the courage within like. That is so beautiful, man. And you're right. There's a million different ways you could go about doing that. Yeah. And I think I think once I started to see it that way, and I didn't before. Right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, like photography is what I do. But once I started to see it that way, I think it just opened up a whole new possibilities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it just kind of helped me deal with you know, what's going on and what will happen in the future. Because yeah. I have no idea, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> there might be that, you know because of some personal reason I might not be able to take photos yeah. and if that happens then I can be like okay well what else can I do yes yeah. yes yeah I, I talk about it a lot like I think we're sort of pushed in a direction in this society to like feel like we have to pursue one thing and do that one right. thing until we retire and then life is over you know what I mean and then you go to Florida right. and like it's like <laughs> you know and, and I think that Maybe some people can succeed in that, and I think most people do. But when we're faced with this reality of like, you know, you have to pivot and you have to adjust and adapt, it's like a lot of people, myself included, some days like just totally shut down because I feel directionless at times. Right. And I think you're right, returning to those reasons why you got started in the first place. And like, I realized that like those reasons are so important for me. Like, I just wanted. I just was obsessed with play and like creating stories and telling those stories and connecting with people. And they're just all these simple little phrases, but I think that I think that's the key, right? Like returning to that simplicity of like the why and then you build upon that. Right. Yeah. I think I think that's really really important to find purpose in what you do. Right. Yeah. So, I think some people might even feel I, I think that's how I found it you know it wasn't necessarily that yes I knew my purpose and then I started doing photography but it was through photography I thought about yeah why do I do this wow, <laughs> right that's incredible what, what is it that I want to accomplish with this and and I think by asking those questions I yeah I, I think I just kind of chose okay I think this is what I'm passionate about this is what I want to do yeah, because I'm, I'm sure somebody like yourself who's so creative and explorative in that way, there are a lot of different things you could do. And so it's it's interesting how that sort of just linked up together because you were yeah. – yeah, it's just – it's amazing. Cause I, and, and, and like how much of it is just sort of like I guess for lack of a better phrase like going with the flow? Like you kind of just have to say yes and be like this is my thing. I'm going to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I think – uh, something that's really important in any sort of creative industry or a creative career is that you, you have to do that, right? Like, no one's going to give you permission to do something, you know? Like, you have to give yourself that permission. Yeah. And when things change, you you, you have to adapt and... 
Yeah, for me, that permission also at some times is is accompanied with doubt and, and you know second sure. guessing and stuff. And so, how yeah. do you do? You just you just push through. Yeah, I mean that's that's hard, right? Because I think it, that never goes away. That kind of self doubt, right? Whenever you're about to do something, there's always you know you always find yourself like, what if what if this goes wrong, right? But I think what we can do and what I try to encourage people to do and encourage, encourage myself to do <laughs> is you just gotta get into a habit of doing it and figuring it out right yeah. so like even when it feels scary actually no not even when it feels scary but when it feels scary it's probably the right thing to do yeah right so how do we get into a habit of being aware of those feelings and take action upon them yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's important I think is like that action and and with that action comes like a plan almost, you know, you, a goal, you know, like I was thinking about this the other day when I was taking a walk. I was like what what was the phrase that came to me? It was like don't let your dreams stay dreams. Okay? Yeah. Like cuz to me like it, and it's a new thought for me, but like it just actualizes like when your dreams they're up here, you know, they're in this like upper right. atmosphere and it's great to have them and but bring them down, turn them into step-by-step process on how you can get from point A to point B and whatever that looks like. And yeah. I think a part of a part of that for me along the way has been comparison and competition. But if you're focused on what it is that you want and you're trying your hardest to get better at what it is that you do, then there's no time and room for like what are other people doing because you have your dream realized, you have the plan set in motion, you're taking the actionable steps, you're going to get there, man. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And oftentimes it takes a long time. Yeah. I mean, that is it like that is like the cherry on top is like patience, right? Like the byproduct of consistency over a long period of time is the result that you're looking for. I think I just got to continue to remind myself that, man. We all do. Yeah. 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 And absolutely. I I think I, I I don't think I need to like remind myself as much as I needed to when I was, you know, when I was just starting out. Yeah. But you know, there always comes times where you, you second guess yourself and, you just have to realize that no, like I chose this, and what I need to do is be consistent with what I'm doing. Yes, yes, that's something that you, in my opinion, just looking from the outside in, do very well is be consistent. Even if you look at your Instagram page, it's just quality, <laughs> beauty. It's all kind of the same, but unique. It's right. and it's just it's fluid, man. Thanks. Yeah, because I think when I first started out, you know. It's easy for, especially as creatives or photographers, it's easy to kind of chase like, oh, like, how can I get more likes? How can I get more, right? Play, play that game. How can I get more followers? How can I get more, get more exposure? And then I realized there's no, there's no end to that, right? It doesn't matter if you have 10,000 followers or a million followers. If you're chasing those numbers, there's, there's no end, yeah. right? Yeah. There will never be enough, it, yeah. right? And once I started thinking more about, okay, like, what is the impact that I want to make instead of, okay, like, how much can I get or how many followers can I get, right? I think that's when, yeah, everything kind of shifted for me. Yeah. And 
you're like, okay, well, if I want to make this change, I know that I have to be consistent with my work so that I can build more trust and more connection with the people that I want to serve. Yes. Oh, my God, man. Right? Yes. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, which is just like knowing the reason why you're doing what you're doing. And the more that you can just sort of return to that, you know, the rest will sort of fade away. And and do you remember like a shift sort of when that sort of became practical for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I always say my my work is divided by kind of three parts. And one part comes from my time at at this summer camp (laughs) that I I work at um, called the Performing Arts Project. Yeah, fantastic place. If you're a young young artist, you should go check it out. And then another third of it is people that I interact with, right? People who have been a part of my journey. And then the other third is uh, Seth Godin's work. So this is a long way around about to say that the way that I've engaged with Seth Godin's work, like through his books, that's what allowed me to uh, realize the importance of being consistent and uh, importance of having that purpose and and showing up for people, making your art about making an impact. Framing your mind and the work that you're doing to be in service of people. If I go on stage and I perform a number and I get applause, like obviously that feeds my soul so much. And it is definitely for me in that moment, you know, a good thing. But ultimately... I'm telling the story because I want to make people feel something out there, you know? Right. And so how do you sort of balance that? Yeah, so I think it's important that we celebrate those moments, right, where we feel valued, right, when we get that applause. Because then we can use that to to do more. Yeah. Right? So it's this, like, continuous cycle of generosity, right? Like, by being generous with other people and, and making that change you get something sometimes you know you get something back and and you can use that to fuel your yourself to do more work more scary work yeah right so yeah. that's that's how i try to look at it you know it's it's not about me but i also need to take care of myself and what i need so that so that i can do more work yeah. for others yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think of it like you're a vessel almost you know like your vessel for this creativity and this art and to make people feel more comfortable in their own skin and sort of without them, of course, you couldn't do it. But without right. you, it, it sort of couldn't flow through you either. So it's right. it and, and if that sort of inner workings within you is is haywire and, and messy and, and not taken care of, then ultimately the work and the service is going to suffer. And so, yeah, I mean, definitely you are at the top of the priority list. Yeah, yeah. And this is another, I mean, most of the things I say are actually from Seth. Um, okay. So, yeah, so he always talks about if you are drowning, you're less likely to give up. You're not going to give up your life fast, right? Uh-huh. So it's the same thing with, like, if we feel like we're drowning, it becomes harder to give, right? So it's like we need to take care of ourselves and make sure that we, so that we can be generous with others, right? So then... This, you know, sometimes I think we think about like kindness towards ourselves as like a self-absorbed kind of thing. It's a it's a negative thing, right. right? But I think when we look at it in terms of okay, I'm doing this so that I can be generous with others, then it becomes a generous act, right? So yeah. I think just having that mindset 
is really, really important in making your work sustainable. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's that's what I try to promote for other people as well. Like, take care of yourself, right? And then show up for others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it'll be easier to do that Yeah, you take care of yourself. Yeah, that's so real, man. I think of it too, like... There's there's this messed up idea of like what giving even is, and I, right. I think there's this real problem with like sharing. And my my nephew just turned three, and one of the <laughs> biggest things that they talk about is like you know everything's his, like even the kitchen <clears throat> towel that I dry my hands with, it's his. You know what I mean? Right, it's like right. you know learn how to like share and and give to others, and and yet somehow when we become adults, like it's all about mine and me, and and right. what more can I have and inevitably if i give to somebody then it's taking away from what i have and i think that's just human nature right and that's why i think we see it so early (laughs) 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 you know especially with like kids and we know that it's it's cute because it's your nephew Uh uh-huh yeah it's not it's annoying when it's a stranger (laughs) (laughs) right a grown-ass person yeah yeah so you know if if what we're trying to do is win influence and and enroll other people to be a part of what we do then you can't show up like that yeah yeah so i think i think it's important to be to have that generous mindset yeah i think everyone has something unique and special to to offer right because everyone is a different human being Uh, everyone has their own experience that is totally different from anyone else yeah so yeah i mean i hope that the world becomes a place where everyone feels like they can share you know it doesn't mean that they have to yeah but that they have the power to to share because i think that's how we make this world a better place Wow, so, so you were there I moved for... here pretty young, but yeah. maybe, I don't know. Uh, some people say it's like, oh, like, you got here pretty late, but like, you speak great English. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe. No, but I think, like, what's that, like, 9 or 10? Like, that's quite a long time to live. Yeah, I think so. I think I yeah. was, like, 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And do you but, do you have any sort of memories from, from that time? The big thing that happened in my childhood was that I had a, um, like, a pretty rare disease um so yeah so i would have to and it was kind of like a cancer-like thing so i would have to wear a like a back brace because i think it had to do with my 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 spine wow and yeah yeah so i would have to uh, my dad was in the army at, at the time so we lived like maybe like two hours away from the capital wow. the big city of seoul and we would have to like take the train to go into the city. I think every week to go to the hospital, Jeez. you know, because I think the one that was in my town wasn't specialized, right, in right? Whatever this was, so I grew up kind of being very like protected. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like everyone knew about it, and you know, I was a kid with the back brace and like glasses, and so yeah, everyone was kind of like I was like this fragile yeah (laughs) fragile kid i mean i think a big part of what i what i feel is exacerbated by you know my childhood and 
because my dad was in, was in the army, I would move a lot, right? Okay, yeah. So I, I never stayed in one place and had this, like, a group of friends, right, that right. stayed with you from elementary school to middle school to right. high school. And, and were, yeah, you, I think, were you close I, with your family as well? Yeah, I was close with my family, but it's hard because when you first move to the States, my sister is four years older than me, so there's a little bit of age gap. And I think there was just a lot of misunderstanding. Like, she was more rooted in Korean culture when we first moved here, and then I was more sort of on the American side. So, yeah, I think we just didn't kind of see each other at same level okay so there was actually a lot of tension there but now you know it's like we talked about i think because of the journey that i've had and that she's had now you know as adults we can we can be like okay yeah no this happened but let's try to be better right right (laughs) wow i mean that's yeah i mean growing up here i i don't necessarily remember a whole lot about like feeling mistreated or anything like that i think i i was used to being the new kid right like that's nothing new so yeah i think moving here wasn't that big of a adjustment yeah i started photography in high school i think it was freshman year and you know as a as a teenager you all you want to do is to get attention Yeah, no like, doubt. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's what most of our adolescence is, 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 you know, like, how can we be noticed? And sure. I think a part of my way was like, okay, cool. Like, my dad had this film camera that he brought from Korea, and I just looked cool to, like, carry a camera, <laughs> carry yeah. a big camera. So, yeah, I would do that and take photos. And then I ended up working for the high school newspaper. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I submitted one, I think that was like an annual like high school journalism award at state level, and my photos, one of my photos ended up getting like honorable mention. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's when I thought like, oh, like maybe, maybe I'm good at this, you know? Okay. To be recognized for what you do, I think is a, is a really important thing. Most definitely. So, yeah, so I think that was something that I was like, oh, maybe, like maybe I'm good at this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that's what got me started, and that's when I ended up getting a digital camera um, with the help from my parents, and yeah, just kept doing it. And I never thought of it as a career. Like, I never okay. thought about being like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer for a newspaper. Okay. You know, that's, that's not what I thought. I just did it because I think I just felt like I was somebody, <laughs> right? Okay. Like, when you have a camera, like, people know, oh, like, He's the guy with the camera. Wow. You know? And then um, I stopped in, in college. Oh, okay. And then senior year of my college is when I started to do some photos with dancers, and that's what kind of got me started. Oh, and, interesting. So what yeah, were you studying in college? Uh, I, was studying, I was studying business okay. at, yeah, at a university okay. in Atlanta. Yeah, because one of my questions was, why dancers? Like, how did that sort of... Sure. I... And married to my high school sweetheart. That's a, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Alicia, who is a dancer. And I grew up kind of around dance, I guess, in high school. And I liked theater. Yeah, so we, you know, we met and we we dated all throughout high school and and college. And yeah, I just kind of grew up around dance. And 
once I started, you know, working with dancers, I just became really interested in capturing movement. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing that you married your high school sweetheart. I feel like, you know, I don't know, even just statistically, you know, like what are the chances? I just think it's an absolutely incredible feat. I think to get married at all, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, something incredible, but what a commitment. But wow, I mean, I don't know. How do you know when you're that young or was there a sort of bumpy road or or you just kind of always knew? I I don't know if I have an answer to that because I think I think finding a partner is just about like do you like this person and and are you willing to stay with this person? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So like if it works, it works. Yeah. And it's I think maybe we put too much emphasis on like the future value yes. of a person, but I think what matters is like in that moment, how do you feel? You know. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really like to see it as like, I mean, I, I am very grateful and I feel very lucky to have found someone who is so, who knows me so well, who is so compatible and, but I don't, yeah, I don't think I like to put like any sort of emphasis on like how long it's been or. Right, yeah. right. It's not like, it's, it's, it's more grounded. It feels like a more, yeah. a, a more grounded thing and, and it's, I'm coming from the perspective of this incredible hopeless romantic who like grew up thinking that there's one special person for everyone and that they are sent above from the universe down to you and you know (laughs) everything has to happen in order and I really think that I believed that uh for a while like probably until I was (laughs) probably until I met Kristen honestly and I think because of that, I, I assume that once things started to get difficult or we didn't see eye to eye on something, they just they weren't meant for me. There's somebody else out there that is, you know, has everything and is perfect all the time. And I really think that I thought that way. But it was because I had this like grand concept of like what love is and like what, right. what a relationship is. And you're so right, man. We, we put such an emphasis on it. And it creates this incredible pressure to, like, have the perfect thing all the time. And one thing that I value with Kristen so much is that we can recognize when we are sort of in a disagreement and we can work through it as a partnership and come out the other end still wanting to be with each other. And it's like... Yeah, and I think that's so important in having that partnership. Yeah, you know. the the concept even of partnership was not something I even heard about when I was younger, and it's so silly, but it's like so different. At least the the word makes me feel so many different things than like relationship, because partnership is like really you're on a team, like you're right. you're working together. Like without the other person, you can't quite get there. Yeah, and, and I think the the reason why we sometimes see relationships, you know, like significant others or what we fantasize about those kind of loves is because of the of what we consume, right? Yeah. All the stories that we see or what the, the movies and the books and, you know, they portray. Sometimes it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <I> real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, and I think that's why I also really love things that portray, like, behind-the-scenes kind mm-hmm. of things. Totally, right? totally. Because then it helps us understand a little better about how 
it really is, you know, and what it takes. It's so real, too, because it seems also like a lot of your art is rooted in wanting to sort of expose what is real, I guess, if I'm interpreting that correctly, you know, and and I feel like so much is about this perfect finished product that is curated to like... I mean, no, no shit. I don't know if you like The Bachelor, but no shade. Actually, no, total shade. Total shade. I do not like The Bachelor. To the show. Yeah. Right, like it's it's just not, it's it's not real. Right, right. Right. But that's the kind of content that that gets consumed and is popular. Absolutely. It's, it's, It's exceptionally popular. And part of what I try to do is how do, how do we how do we step away from that or at least maybe not even step away but at, at least learn to see that that's not real yeah it's not your life yeah that that's my process with social media right now is like i think for a long time and still a part of me is like just trying to reject it and push it away and yeah. i i think in reality, it's not ever going to go away. You know what I mean? TikTok is going to evolve into the next thing, into the next thing, and it will always be a part of our lives. But now it's important, I think, for me to look at it and see it for what it is and and realize that it's totally separate from who I am and what it is, my journey and what I'm doing. It's just another thing out there. Yeah. And, And going back to the idea of, you know, putting out a perfect product... I think we can take that too far mm-hmm. and you see that with a lot of these like filters and like Instagram reality kind of posts on Reddit where you know they show like oh this is what gets shown and then you see like behind the scenes where it looks totally different <laughs> and sometimes we, I think we, we take that idea of perfection a little too far you know even if someone is living a fantasy life like Good for them, right? <laughs> like, we just have to do our own thing. It's so you know? real, man. It's like, so real. It doesn't have to be our life. <laughs> You're so right, man. It, what is it that you want? You know, it's it's. we don't ask those questions enough, I think. Right, yeah. Yeah, we look at other people and say, oh, I should have that. Oh, I guess everyone else is doing that, so I should have that. Right, man, right. Right. And something you do so well, too, you create these beautiful but real things but they're beautiful because of their rawness almost you know what i mean sure sure sure, sure. thank you it's incredible man thank you and yeah and i I, at the end of the day i hope that people see that and especially if it's you know the person in the photo is is them (laughs) uh realize that oh like this is what happens if i let myself be seen right yeah because yeah, if you if you see yourself in that light, then chances are you have to start believing in that that it's real, right? Yeah. Like I didn't make something up. I didn't just like Photoshop you into existence, right? right? It's you. It's, it's you, you in real life. So yeah, I, I I hope that people believe in themselves just a little more. 
We pardon the interruption to introduce Dance Recast, a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing professional resources to the BIPOC dance and theater community. By organizing training programs, seminars, mentorships, and scholarships, Dance Recast strives to dismantle the barriers preventing BIPOC artists from equitable opportunity. Founded in Atlanta, Georgia by Brenda Hoggs, this nonprofit is focusing on recasting the world of professional dance and theater by shifting the narrative to ultimately shift the stage. For more information on classes, questions, ways to donate, and subscribe, visit their website dancerecast.org or on Instagram at dancerecast. The process is, I guess, me doing my art through photography. Okay. And then the practice is doing my art through teaching. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, like a a group seminar. Okay, yes. I think Kristen took one of them before. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's less about photography and more about... (laughs) The practice is just more about, okay, how do we get in touch with ourselves? And how do we get into a habit of challenging ourselves to do harder things to use fear as uh, as a guide because what we do is when we feel that fear when we feel that tension we always want to back off right because it feels scary but i i feel like vulnerability is a muscle that we use right so what we need to do is actually go over the threshold right when it feels like or when it starts to hurt like that's when we're growing Mm. right so it's like how do i provide an environment where it feels safe to engage in that yeah through improv dance and through talking you know sharing experiences yeah how do we get to do that consistently yeah Yeah, man that is it like that is all of the i think that's what drew me to you because i think you now that i'm remembering that talk that i went to that you're at like i think that you were just sort of explaining you know what the process is and that is what drew me to you, I think, because it reminds me of all of the things that I love about like acting school, which yeah. which really is about like stripping away and, and looking inward and, and, and seeing what you find and then embracing it. And yeah, I'm just so on your level with that, man. Like I am I am yeah. your biggest fan. Like I, I just think it's incredible how you're developing this. Thanks. And and acting school, I think a lot of things that I do are are kind of based on acting exercises, right? The way we engage with our feelings and and truth and honesty. It's incredibly successful, I think, too. At least I don't, you know, I've never been in the room, but to see the result of the pictures that you're getting, you know, it's just, it just feels free to me. I mean, I feel a lot of things when I look at your pictures, but that is one of the things that I feel on the most consistent basis is I just feel like, yeah. huh, I feel like lighter and liberated and free. And like, that's exactly what it's about. Like getting out of your own fucking way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and how, yeah, how great that feels and, um, how we can get there consistently. Yeah. And yeah, that we're capable of, of being free. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The, the sessions have kind of built over time and it's still, building you Always, know yeah. sure like i'm just calling it like this is what i do it's it definitely has more of a structure now but right yeah as i was building it there was one session where a dancer told me that you know she feels like she's not very photogenic because she feels like her dancing is more based on 
like movement quality than like pretty poses. Okay. Right. And I suggested, what if that's not true? Right. What if that's what if you're forcing yourself to move differently because that's the story that you tell yourself, right? And yeah, and she was like, cool. Like, let me try. Let me try to let that go and, and move. And it was almost like an instant change. And I caught this beautiful, beautiful moment. And that's you know one of the moments I realized. Oh, yeah. Like how I lead the room and how I engage with dancers. Can actually bring a change, make an impact, and and how they move. And so, that is incredible, man. So yeah, that's that's how I ended up kind of structuring it into okay, like how can I give people space to do that? Yes, it yeah. it, it, se- it happened almost. It seems like like on accident. Like absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, because as a photographer, you're trying to think, okay, how can I create beautiful moments? Right. Right, that's the question that you have, and you try different things, and then I think I just found oh, like if if you get people to believe in themselves, and if you can get people to accept their insecurities and, and embrace themselves, then whatever they do is going to work. Yeah, so that that's my world worldview, and yeah, that's what I try to try to encourage people to do. It's hard. It's it's hard work. You know, I can't say that it works. Every time, because I think it is, you know, I can give so much, and then also, you know, the person can give so much. Totally. And kind of depending on where that is, the results are always, always different. Yeah. But I think that's what makes it exciting that I don't know the outcome, that every session will be very different. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to embrace with the podcast moving forward because, you know, I, I've always wanted to be more of a conversation than like an interview, you know? And I think with that, instead of having like certain questions I want to hit, I kind of just like have to open myself up to whatever is going to come and, and sort of move through that and be flexible and, and recognize that maybe by the end of the conversation, to have the conversation at all is the goal. You know what I mean? Right. To yeah, be there absolutely. in the room with you, you know, capturing those images like that, you've already done it. Yeah, and I, and I think I totally agree with you that it is important that we detach ourselves from like the outcome of whatever we're making is, will be. Totally. Right? So, like, this episode might be your worst episode because of me. <laughs> no chance. So, so, but, but it's fine, right? Because yeah. what's important is that we continue to do it and, and put it out there because our work gets better and better each time I do it. Yes, right? man, yes. So like the next session I do, I mean like today I had, a, I had the practice session and that was probably my like below average kind of work. Okay. Right? But that's okay because... I can show up the next day. Not the next day, but next week. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I, I can do better. So. That's it, man. And that's the beauty of sort of planning out your consistency because you know that next week you have a new opportunity and because you've sort of structured right. it that way, like in my mind, it, it removes a lot of the pressure, I think, in the moment. And it seems to me like you're able to sort of analyze the situation from a sort of removed perspective, you're not like internalizing how that wasn't your best work and now all of a sudden you're shitty because you didn't give your best, you know? Absolutely. I think art as an artist, that that is a really important mindset to have. 
you know, it's, it's fine. Like, if you bomb, that's fine. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's scary, man. You know, it's it's horrifying. Sure. I think a lot, a lot of my training, too, is about, you know, creating a product. You know, it's about creating a certain desired result. And it's about sculpting yourself to be a certain desired way and throwing all that away and, and trying to peel back the layers of who I really am and the things yeah. that, that really, you know, excite me. That that's gonna make me the better artist, I think. For sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are so many people making podcasts. Yeah, right? totally. There's so many people, but what makes it different is the person behind it. Totally, man. That's right? it. Yeah. And like, the more personal, the more creative it is. You know. That's it. So, yeah. Just I, keep I, on. I applaud what you're doing. Oh um, my gosh! Thank part, you. Hardest part is doing it. No, 100%. I had a question from earlier. You made me think, like, have you ever experienced, like, the same dancer coming back to you, like, maybe a year later and being this new version of themselves and finding new things in the work? Yeah, so uh, I have my first person who is coming back for the process uh, this Saturday. Oh, sick. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's scary because I'm like, okay, like, do I offer the same kind of experience or does this this become like a whole new thing because they've already done it right Right. do i need to provide something new yeah so i i don't have an answer to that (laughs) and 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 sort of where are you at with that are you just gonna stick to what you know your structure is like you know what you do best and and just see how it evolves i don't know i think i need to think about that a little more honestly (laughs) okay but what i do want to say is that it is very exciting and also like i'm, I'm flattered <laughs> you know right that, that people you know some people have found it really uh impactful that they're willing to come back for it although like i haven't changed my photo style or you know what i mean like the product will, right. will generally be very similar right. but you know they found the process um process itself valuable that's incredible man and that just totally makes everything we're talking about for you real i think because honestly it is proof that not only you believe it's more about the process than the end result but now you've actually convinced somebody probably more than just one person i'm sure but that person is way more interested in being in the room with you and uncovering whatever they're going to uncover than the picture that they're going to get at the end of the session. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that makes me um, so happy to do that. And yesterday's session, somebody just posted about their experience and she was like, yeah, like at the end of the session, he was like, I'll get you the photos, you know, in a week or so. And for 10 seconds, she was like, what? (laughs) Like she didn't realize that. You were you know, even saying yeah, like you you get photos afterwards. You know, <laughs> like photos are a thing, and we spend you know hours standing in front of the camera. So, Holy shit, yeah. man! But you know that's yeah, uh, yeah that's that's a great day when when people are so focused on like the actual process that you forget about the product, and and that's what I hope for myself as well. For me to be you know that present and focused and 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 the now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost sounds like, you know, therapy, honestly. So, yeah, I um, I got in a little bit of trouble. Uh, I don't want to say trouble, but so I've, I've gotten that comment a lot. 
you know, even with the people that I work with. And I, I'm interested to see, is there actual like therapeutic quality to this, you know? And then that'd be really awesome. Like if I can do what I do and to put it into a system or a method, right? That can spread and, and make, help people get through things, right? But I, you know, I do want to be careful about characterizing it as therapy because dance therapy is actually a field. Right. Yeah, like a very specialized field that exists. And I don't want to like disrespect of um, course. anyone, anyone of course. who's, you know, who's been working in that field. And so I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing my part to help like uplift them and the work that they do. 100%, 100%. And I think really what it what it seems like to me is just this example of how a human being can show up for another human being in a moment and create this layer of support. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm so glad that, that you see it that way because that's, that's, that's what I try to do. That's what I try to do. So I, I feel like <laughs> yeah. I see you, man. Like I see, yeah, I for sure absolutely. see you you're making it just seem so simple because I think it is, you know what I mean? It just fucking yeah. is, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the idea is, is very, very simple. The ways to start believing that there, there are many different pathways. Gets a little right? complicated. Yeah. 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 I think when I was, Growing up, I was pretty shy, so I would never speak my mind. I would always listen. Okay. Right? I was always like the quiet one. Okay. <laughs> and then I think that actually allowed me to be a good listener. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Like, it, w- it started out as a just a personality trait, I guess. You know, just like a shy kid. Right. You know, right. You know? And I and I didn't necessarily see that as as an upside. thought of it as an insecurity yeah you know oh like i'm too scared to speak up yeah but looking back on it i think that's what like allows me to be who i am today you know to be a good listener you know when people talk and just pay attention to them and and then all the other parts of it i think comes from the kindness and generosity that i've received from other people right like when you see other people being nice to you or being kind to you, then I think you find you find that attractive and you try to like mimic those qualities. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what what shapes why I do what I do and and how I do what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think something that I find interesting in in my journey is that yeah, like the thing that you think is that you feel like is an insecurity of yours or something that makes you weak you know or a negative aspect that you see about yourself sometimes i think it actually can be a strength so like i think i always saw myself as like oh like i'm quiet and that makes me less worthy but i think that's just not true looking back on it it's not yeah and and i hope that you know people see that within themselves as well like what is something that you see you know that they see as a weakness or that that they're insecure about what if it's, I mean, it is, it is a part of what makes them. I just hope that people see the value that they have within themselves and just as, as they are right now. As they are right now. And it's so important to dream and to stretch your boundaries and to pursue more. But I think also you have to 
recognize just how beautiful and special you are right now just for yeah. being a human being yeah yeah because if you don't have that then it gets harder to expand yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah like we have dreams but when we feel like we're not enough then it becomes impossible to go after those that's it man i i feel so good about this yeah of course thanks thanks for having me um yeah i gotta put my my yoga teacher voice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but we can totally close and, and say peace and everything. I just wanted to give you space to talk about things that are going on if you want to, uh, if you feel like it'll be helpful for you. But you can totally say no, and I'll give you a virtual hug, and we can uh, call it a day. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to process what's, what's happening right now. I think what surprised me was that I wasn't... I didn't have that like visceral reaction when I saw the headlines. And I think it's because there's a lot of crazy, you know, things happening all the time in the world. But also, I'm just not surprised, you know? Like, I grew up in Atlanta. I remember in high school seeing people, you know, like that person, right? Yeah. Maybe not out loudly, you know, taking these actions, but like just knowing that that's, that's what they think. You know, and also like all the things that you've, you know, that we've been hearing about in the past month or two about the attacks, right? That is happening to every, you know, a lot of Asian people um, everywhere. So I, I was kind of surprised at myself that I wasn't surprised, right. <laughs> you know, but I do remember like a month ago feeling, I was just picking up Thai food, you know, at our favorite place and coming back, I was reading the Instagram stories and feeling like, Oh, like, is this going to happen to me? You know, once you, once that fear hits you, everything seems a little different, right? You start to see people differently. I mean, I'll probably feel that when I go out next time, being extra careful. And then it makes you think about, oh, is this what it feels like to be a woman late at night? Yeah. Is this what it feels like to be, to be a black person in America, right? Yeah. So I don't have any answers but those are kind of the feelings that, yeah. I, that I felt throughout I don't know the last two days yeah well I really appreciate you sharing them man. and they're safe here and I don't even have to include this I just want you to know that you know even though we don't know each other that well like you have another person on your side and you know I'm always here to listen or whatever you know I'm here you know and and, and, and I think that's that's the best we can do how do we make changes and how do we use our influence to make the world a better place well you're doing but, it man you should teach a course on that because you're making it happen man thanks chris appreciate yeah it. i appreciate you have a wonderful day thank you again and uh let's talk soon okay all right sounds great all right man thanks Bye, james bye-bye Hey, all right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, You know, I sat down to try and summarize this experience with James, and there's just too much to say. He is such a caring man, and he has truly dedicated his work and his life, really, to supporting and serving other people. I absolutely love what he said towards the end of the episode about realizing his once downgrading insecurity of being shy and quiet was actually his ability to be a good listener. And because of that quality, he's been able to be so successful in his work. And if you haven't seen his work, you absolutely must go to his Instagram page, at James Jin Images, like right now. 
This is seriously not a shameless plug or anything like that. His work is truly beautiful and it must be celebrated. And with that, I want to share some final thoughts on how I'm seeing the world at the moment. It's disgusting. And if we're not actively searching for more information and ways to be of service, then we're perpetuating the problem of racism in this country. I don't, I don't know what else to say. We have to continue to support each other and create safe environments to share and learn and change. Ultimately, we need to change. And if you're struggling to do that or need more help, just reach out to me and we'll figure it out together. We all have to be together on this issue moving forward. And something that I read that couldn't be more true, this is for white people like me specifically, we have to be ready and willing to sometimes step aside and make room for all people, all people. And like we said in the episode, really, you are unique and special because you are a human being and because you are you. No one can mimic your identity or experience, and everyone can benefit from hearing your story. Thanks again for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, write comments and reviews, and share with friends and family. The best place to reach me is on Instagram, at Sharon Feelings. Message me anytime. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.